What's up, guys? Welcome back. Episode number four, Rooted in Life. We're back at it again. Another week, another episode. Today with me, I got Cedric Lee uh, going into his final year at Harvard. Uh, how's it going, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we actually talked about doing this for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I kept asking <laughs> you to come on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and you're like, yeah, Sorry. you know what? It's like, uh, maybe like next week or like something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was actually like caught up. So really sorry. Um, no, no, that's all good. At least yeah. I, I mean, we're here now. We're here now. That's what matters. Yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really great to be on here. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I uh, hear you're you're about to leave, going back to back yeah, to going back to the state soon. You too, man. It's like we're we're both yeah. like heading back, heading back to our yeah. respective like uh, states. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, like uh, COVID in the States is definitely going to be a lot rougher than it is here in Hong Kong, you know? Uh, but I guess like at, at some point you just got to face the music, you know? And like, even if it's, even if it's going to be a little more, a little more risky, it's like, yeah. 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 I'm there for, I'm there for like to get like better, better education in the sense that like the time zones are better and like, get more acts uh feel be a little more accessible to things for, yeah. for like college i feel like at yeah. the end of the day that's what matters you know it's like not for sure for sure yeah and even if it's like a little bit of risk uh involved ri- with regards to like health it's like as long as you stay safe on by yourself you're fine you know yeah that's true yeah. like you know on that note it's like um you hear about all these like cases, right? But I don't know about you, but most of the people that I know who, you know, yeah. stay put, stay safe, observe social distancing and stuff, they seem to have been fine, you know? And I, I actually don't know anyone who's, you know, gotten, gotten COVID yet. So I feel like this is one of those things where, you know, if you, you know, stay put and, you know, try your best to stay safe, you're, you're going to be all right. Yeah, there's also like the people that you like interact with and like hang out with and like share mm-hmm. share like that same space with, and you have to make sure yeah. that they're 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 also like following following those same guidelines as well. Otherwise, they put uh-huh. you at risk. Because like uh, say say if you're like living in like a college apartment or something, you you may not necessarily may not necessarily be like sharing like every single part of your day with all these, mm-hmm. all the same people, you know? So, yeah. so there's no way of actually like guaranteeing the safety of everybody unless everybody commits to, uh, abiding by these guidelines. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but you're going to stay at home, right? Like at your, at your uncle's place. Um, yeah. 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 I'm going to be staying there yeah. for like the, yeah. fall, for the fall at least. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, my dorms are, like, 20% capacity, and, like, they've got some really strict measures, and, like, you know, only the people from your building can access, you know, your dorms, no guests. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, all your meals in your own room. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. It's like, know are you know, still like, getting, like, dining hall stuff, or is it, like, it all yeah, take so out? Like, yeah, so typically you would go down to the dining hall, but now it's, um, you know, you go down and... I assume it's going to be like a bag meal or something. Can you bring it up? Um, okay. Yeah. They kitted out every room with like a microwave. Um, so you can like zap 
have your food up in your room and, and eat that. But I don't know. It's it's going to be strange, you know. Uh, that sounds kind of rough, be, if I'm being honest. Like just like yeah. like for for does. what 50, 50, 50, 60k annual tuition for yeah, like that sort is, of uh, that sort of deal for dining. Yeah. It is really steep, to be, to be totally honest. And yeah, because like even for it. even for like UCLA, uh, what we did yeah. for uh, spring was that like we we could go to the dining halls and like they'd serve us and then like in, in mm-hmm. boxes and you just take out and like oh mm. you have to wear a mask to enter the dining halls and like uh, yeah. practice social distancing and all that. So uh-huh. like yeah, uh, like it is definitely a lot better in terms of. Uh, retaining the element of choice you know uh, yeah. for for your yeah. dining options yeah honestly like that's one of my core concerns coming back to be totally honest just like the uh <laughs> yeah the food like, options yeah your food options and like what uh keeping with yeah. uh, keeping with your like your macros and like getting enough getting enough protein and like getting yeah, like exactly. sufficient nutrients in because otherwise you're, yeah. you're literally just going to start shriveling up exactly exactly yeah, yeah that, that's something I sort of struggled with because I, uh, I stayed on campus for a while towards the end of last, last semester. And I think it was a similar situation. <laughs> you know, it was really hard to get full, you know, like I sort of had to, you know, beg for like extra servings every meal <laughs> uh-huh, just, uh-huh. To, just to feel like sustained, you know. So, yeah. How about yeah, like, how about like food the, delivery options though? Like could you, was that, was that something that was available yeah, yeah, or is so, it like, you know, like Postmates and yeah, yeah, it was, of course. So um, I, I got, like, takeout a few times. Uh, uh-huh. How about <laughs> for this was, coming like, really semester, killing. though? Yeah, I, I think it's still around. Um, but, you know, from what I understand, as I was calling my uh, my professor a few days ago, uh, like, Boston's opening up quite a lot. Um, so you can go out for dinner now. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was talking about how his, like, gyms reopened. But, of course, like, there aren't that many people around still. But, you know, it seems like, you know, at least at least in Massachusetts, things are moving in the right direction, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I, I'm sure you feel this too. It's just a feeling of like, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm getting myself into. You know, that's that's what really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real worry. But you just kind of you just kind of like jump in and then like see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, though, you know, like it's, since my last year and you know, time zones and everything, doing classes. Like, that's just going to be, like, really hard if you're doing everything at night, you know? Like, I'm yeah, not that's about true. to... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not about to, you know, try and do that, so... I mean, it's it's not yeah. impossible, though, I feel like, because mm-hmm. for me, yeah. uh, coming back, uh, coming back to Hong Kong in, like, late May, I think, mm-hmm. or it was, like, early June, I still have, like, a couple weeks left in the quarter. And, yeah. uh even like waking up in the middle of the night for classes it -hmm. wasn't like super bad because like i was waking up at what like uh sometimes i had class at like 11 p.m and then Uh and that'd be like an hour long and then like i'd have to Uh get up again at like four or like two oh that's brutal yeah but uh, but then like it wasn't as bad as i thought and maybe that's perhaps due to the fact that the quarter system is a little shorter so yeah. like I feel I feel like it, that would definitely be a little more sustainable in terms of like yeah. having to do that over the course of say like two months because yeah, that because a true. quarter a quarter is like ten weeks you know and uh-huh. like, yeah we're yeah 
Yeah. And considering so the fact like, that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sorry, yeah. sorry, go on. Yeah. So, but like considering the fact that it's like online classes and like certain, certain classes have their finals like modified to better suit these different time zones. I'd say that, uh, it's, it's definitely not as hard as a certain people, as some people like think it might be to, uh -huh. to, to do true. online classes overseas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely doable. Um, you know, cause when I came back, I had a whole month of classes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, of course, like everything's recorded and, you know, for my, for my one seminar class, it was like once a week, I had to stay up till two, but you know, it, it was, it was mostly doable. It, it just, it was just the engagement, you know, it was like watching a recorded lecture for me personally, isn't, isn't really the same. It's really hard to get yourself into it. Yeah. Um, already because it's all on, it's all online. Um, yeah. So I, I guess it's more of a preference thing to, you know, yeah, that's same true. Time zone that's and true. have it, have it live. But you know, like on that earlier point, you know, what's your strategy then? If uh, if you have a class at midnight and a class at four, like do you stay up all the way until four, or like do uh, so, what, so what I do? So what I do is like uh, I'd get dinner earlier. Is like around the, like around like uh -huh. six six something, uh -huh. and yeah. then and then like get like a two two hour nap before the eleven p.m. and then like sleep again and then wake up at four. Wow. Yeah. So then, like, if you add all the hours together, like, I can still get somewhat of like seven hours of sleep at least uh -huh. throughout the course. So you would of sleep night. after the four a.m. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the four a.m. was two hours long, and it was like six a.m. and it was six a.m. Yeah, and then, like sometimes, sometimes I'd like just like tough it out and like go through. But then, like uh -huh. most of the time, most of the time I was like, yeah, it's like because with the engagement, like you said, it's because uh, uh, these were live classes and not pre-recorded. So there was definitely uh -huh. an element of like engagement and being involved with a discussion uh, during the class. Yeah. And uh -huh. so most of the time after two hours, I just like go back to sleep for another two hours. So like, uh -huh. so if you add, add it all together, then that's seven hours in total. Uh -huh. Just like jumbled yeah. around. Uh -huh. Yeah. That sounds intense. Like, I don't think I could personally have done that to be totally honest, but uh, wow. I feel like, I feel yeah. like it's, Respect. It's, <laughs> Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's it's definitely uh, tougher, but uh -huh. uh, I was uh, I was lucky in the sense that I was given a breather. Like this only happened like twice a week, and not like uh -huh. four or five times a week. So there there'd be like yeah. one or two days in the week where I have a relatively normal schedule, and like uh -huh. I just have to either sleep a little later or like wake up a little earlier. So it's, uh -huh. so I still had a relatively intact block of sleep that I can maintain. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess this, this is also just, um, you know, it, it really depends on different people. Like for me, I, uh, I sort of thrive on a feeling of like consistency. Like I need mm -hmm. to have like a sort of schedule going on. Otherwise, like I just like physically like cannot handle it. Like I'll feel depressed and then like, you know, yeah, I'll just be like groggy all the time. So like, I, I couldn't imagine doing that, but you know, it seems, I don't know what was like, do you, do you feel like you need, do you need that sort of structure in your life as well? Or, uh, cause I know it really varies between people. 
For me, it's very dependent on what kind of activity we're talking about. So in terms of a structure, I do so, I do it more so with a sense of what I want to achieve within the day rather than having like blocks of time to dedicate it to certain things. Mm -hmm. Because uh, like given our situation right now, uh, mm -hmm. us being in summer, and for me personally, like I don't have any commitments that are set. So like I don't have an internship, I don't, re I don't have like a job or anything. So like most of, the, most of the things for me are based on tasks and deadlines. So say like right. uh, for me, for me with my research lab right now, like my research paper is okay. like, oh, uh, my professor says like, okay, we need it by this date. And then my supervisor's like, oh, okay, I want you to do X, X, Y, and Z and like hand it in to me on, by Sunday. And you're just kind of left to your own devices to uh, do whatever, as long as you get it in by the deadline, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. for me, so for me, it's, I, I enjoy having the discipline of having, mm -hmm. of like completing, of completing like X number of things within the window of time that you're given. But in terms of like, uh, blocking out certain times and say like from 10 to 12, I'm doing, I'm, uh, exercising or like from one to three, mm -hmm. I'm reading. I, I don't, I don't yeah. fall. I don't stick with that very well. I've tried that before in uh -huh. like in junior high and that, uh -huh. uh, that never really worked out because I follow the stuff that I want to do. And then when it came to stuff that I didn't want to do, I just, <laughs> I just like slow it down until I could read, I could finish off that one hour or two hour block. And the next thing you know, I'm back to what, what I like to do again. And it, uh -huh. it just kind of, it's a cycle that repeats itself and you end up yeah. not really doing, doing anything. At least that's my experience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you there as well. You know, like, when I talk about structure, I don't think I could do that either. You know, like, have, like, a very rigid, you know, like, timetable almost of, like, how you want to allocate your minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and I really do, I do feel you there, which is, like, it's much better to, to orient your time around, you know, I need to get these things done, you know, and, I think I think I think that makes sense. But you know, on that note, like one of my friends, um, it's called Yash. Um, you know him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, he, yeah, he, he was like, I've I've met him a couple times. Uh, the the uh, man who like beat me in like every competition that I showed up with that he showed up in in as well. I remember yeah. like uh, what was it, C Mac? Uh, uh -huh. He got like, oh, did he beat you in CMAC? I'm pretty sure he got like one one or two points higher than me overall. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it was oh, like, I didn't like, know that. I remember I remember like reading the reading the results table and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like I was like individual individually I was like in the top I was in like the top forty or top thirty or something. I don't remember. And he got like uh -huh. and because you know how it's like with so many participants, you're bound to have ties, you know. So like yeah. he ended up getting cap catapulted like a couple of spots up ahead just because like there was like a three way tie or like a four way tie. Uh, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's interesting. I'll uh, I'll mention it to him this time. But, uh, I doubt I doubt he, remember, uh, he remembers who I am. It's like just like uh, what another <laughs> another like Asian dude from Hong Kong. Yeah. Was, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like he he's like you know that's not really surprising because like he's. A really smart guy, really disciplined, and um, you know this reminds me of uh, this discussion we had where he told me he has this spreadsheet um, of time, and basically like every single day, 
um, I guess it's, he doesn't like have a set timetable, but he'll like record every minute of whatever he does in a day in that spreadsheet. So like, say like if he spent, you know, 20 minutes uh, working on a paper or something, he would like write that down. So like, he'll have like a very good record every day of, you know, how exactly he spent his time. So even things like, you know, I think like browsing through Facebook, like talking to people, he'll put it into his little spreadsheet. Oh. And, you know, it's it like, does, I, like, I opened the fridge it, at like 10.53 p.m. <laughs> I spent two yeah. minutes looking at the food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it probably isn't that minute, but like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. But, you know, when I heard it, I was like, wow, like, that's incredible. Like, why do you do that? And, you know, it's really interesting to hear because like, he says, this is very good for him because before he used to be very bad at, you know, um, you know, prioritizing and like managing his time. But he realized that whenever he was able to put those minutes down on paper and really see like when he was slacking off too much versus when he was really productive, he could sort of identify, you know, the specific areas that he needed to work on um, in the coming days, right? Mm -hmm. So like if, you know, on a certain day, he'd spent too much time, you know, socializing or whatever, then he would know that, you know, in the next few days, right, I, I need to put more minutes into, you know, um, working on my paper that's coming up or doing some readings, you know, so I don't know, it's, it's just like different ways in which you can manage your time, you know, and I feel like a lot of people are really different in terms of the level of detail, the level of, uh, you know, discipline that they need to impose on themselves in order to, to get better. But, you know, I just thought it was a really fascinating thing to share. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 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 I, I uh, personally feel like uh, with regards to the, these sort of like uh, self-reflective and like self-imposed goals by like looking on your own activity and like mm -hmm. looking at different ways to better, better yourself uh, through that. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not really sure like, but because in my, I, I'm not really sure in terms of like the efficacy of that because mm -hmm. in my own experience, uh, when it comes to how we spend our time and like in, ter in terms of time that we spend slacking off, we do so mm -hmm. because, because of uh, something that's very transient and very in the moment, you know? And I don't mm -hmm. see how that, I don't see how that translates in terms of making like a conscious decision to mm -hmm. say like make your time more efficient because in the moment say like you kind of you're kind of just deviating from what you're meant to be doing you, you're not thinking about say like i need to be more efficient you're thinking i need a break right you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that's true yeah so and like what are your thoughts on like going around that and like uh actually like getting game through to that side of things because i'm sure a lot of people like if, if everybody like bought bought into that and like tried and like did it then obviously we'd all be like efficiency freaks but yeah. for some people i feel like that that doesn't really work yeah i, I see where you're coming from here um and I don't have a very good answer for you either. Like it's something I also struggle with. And I'm sure, I'm sure you do too. Yeah. You know, I get what you're saying, which is like, you know, sometimes the deadline will be coming up and I'll be like, you know, doing some readings or like 
writing a paper and I just can't concentrate. <laughs> and like, I'll find myself scrolling through like YouTube or something. I'll be like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, but then you can't stop yourself yeah. <laughs> because, because you know yeah. that it's better than the alternative. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really about like being able to catch yourself, I think, and having that moment of self-awareness, which is like, you know, crap, I need to... <laughs> I need to focus on like whatever I'm doing because there's not much time. Um, but you know, another thing I, I found is, and maybe it's not the best way of doing this, but like I tend to just do a lot of things very, very early um, because I have a feeling that I won't be very productive um, or, or, you know, I account for that level of time. Um, so because I start earlier, I don't like, I, I give myself more, more flexibility to be not focused, you know? And yeah. so, you know, even if like towards the end, I'll be drifting a little, right? Given the amount of time or the deadline that's coming up. Um, but you've kind of bought yourself that time yeah, cushion, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, it won't be the end of the world if I like spend 20 minutes on YouTube when my deadline's two hours away. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's how I would I would do it. But yeah, what what do you think? I think that's pretty effective, but there there's a certain level where you kind of just because uh, where you kind of just like uh, where it becomes more of an excuse. Because mm -hmm. say if you do like forty percent of your project in like the first two days, and you're given two weeks to do it. That sort of gives you gives you a reason to slack off, and like gives you that leeway until say like you have two days left, and and then you're like, and then you realize that you have sixty percent of your project that you haven't touched, and you have to do in two days because you're thinking because you're thinking that oh, I did forty percent in the first two days, like surely surely like just by doing simple math, that's twenty percent per day. Three days is all I need. Yeah, <laughs> and then what ends up happening? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel uh -huh. like that's that's definitely something that's happened to me before, especially in high school uh -huh. with the IB. Yeah, and like certain pro yeah. certain projects, like they weren't they weren't like uh, major projects per se, but projects nonetheless. Yeah. Uh -huh. Where that happened. That's true. Yeah, uh -huh. I think for me yeah. though, uh, in terms of where I found uh, where I tried to where I started to realize. Uh, how to use my time more effectively and more efficiently uh, was just by uh, looking at looking at other people and like yeah other successful more successful people before me that and how they how they went about went about their work and how they went about their time so say like uh you know, you know how it's, uh, there's there's like YouTube channels out there with like all those like motivational clips and like motivational videos. Like you gotta do what you gotta do to succeed. It's like you gotta want to succeed yeah. as bad as you want to breathe. That kind of that kind of thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I ended up like watching watching and listening to those and like uh -huh. sort of sort of sort of like getting getting my mind like on the right track to realize that like, hey. Hey, there's more to there's more to this than just 
like scrolling through YouTube and using your time on like Facebook and whatnot. Because personally, yeah. personally, what I find personally, what I find is that the reason why we get distracted is because we like, we just don't care enough about what we're doing, you know, because there, because uh, as the saying goes, it's, uh, if you're doing what you love, you'll never work for a day, work for a day in your life. And, yeah. and if you, and if you truly, truly find something that you're interested in and something that you're willing to devote your time to, then there's no such, then distractions don't exist anymore. Yeah. Hey. I don't know if that's true, you know? And, uh, well, well like there are I, a lot of things that's, that like, I really enjoy doing. Right. Um, like for example, academically, right. Yeah. I'm really interested in economics. Um, I, I kind of enjoy reading a lot of like academic papers, you know, like, you know, for the pleasure of like learning more and like, you know, absorbing these like different perspectives and like all this research that's been, been done. But, you know, despite that, like maybe you could argue that like I'm not passionate enough. I don't know, but, you know, after, you know, concentrating for a very long time, on something that you're very interested in. Like for me personally, in my experience, I need to like, you know, turn my brain off sometimes and like take a break, you know? Well, and, like, I, I don't think that, that draws the line, that draws of, the line between uh, resting and the, uh, and like going down a distraction, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, because like, because everybody needs uh, a, a level of rest at some point. Yeah. 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 Whereas, like, I feel exactly. like a distraction, a distraction is something that you, uh, that I would define as an activity that you do, uh, that you do consciously to avoid like something more productive that you could be doing with your time and that you are able to at least. Uh, yeah, I, I see what, it's a, it's a fine line, but, uh, I see what you mean there. I see what yeah. you mean there. Yeah. But you know, you can sort of turn that on its head a little, right. And say like, maybe, when you're getting distracted, it's really just your brain saying, you know, I need a break here, you know? And like, I feel like for me personally, I, I sometimes realize I don't take enough breaks. Um, I don't let myself, like I, I tend to get all really stressed out about like deadlines sometimes. And like, I don't give myself that time to you know, slowly unwind and like take a mental break. And that's when I tend to get distracted. Um, yeah. You know, so I think there's something, there's something there as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I thought it was really funny how you mentioned, um, you know, going on YouTube and looking up those motivational speeches because yeah. for like one or two years, um, like whenever I felt like, you know, I was feeling overwhelmed or like I needed to do something and like I didn't have the motivation to do it. I would look at this one video, which was, um, it was from was like Rocky, PewDiePie? no, it was Rocky <laughs> three or four. Um, it was Wednesday wisdom or something like that. And it's basically like Rocky, you know, like the, the boxer, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Yeah. Um, he was, he was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All like, all like yeah. talk stuff. <laughs> there was this line that was like him. So, so the premise is something like, you know, um, 
like Rocky's son or something. Oh, that's sort of conflict. I, I, I know, I know which, I know which, which. Yeah, you're talking about. and then like, was it? yeah, was it? I think like it was. The, uh, this, yeah, you, yeah, you, you want nobody's to gonna. Yeah, like, nobody's gonna. You nothing's gonna hit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, how Nothing's hard gonna hit harder than life. <laughs> yeah. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving. Let me let That's me let me Google let me Google this quote real quick. Let me uh Yeah. Is it like that's what winning is done or something? Something like that. Yeah, wait, I can't believe I I I've forgotten it, but uh Wait, I think I've used this on you as well. I, I remember telling you about this. <laughs> I don't know if you remember two or three years ago. Hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such wisdom, you know? Yeah. Rocky, the Rocky the film series Rocky. Has, is like a very, it's a very uh, strong story in terms of teaching us how to, huh. how to approach, how to approach challenges and failure. In my opinion, yeah, I've actually never watched any of the Rockies. <laughs> really? Um, I'm a bit ashamed to say so. Yeah, yeah you should definitely watch uh, it. Go visit yeah, like Philadelphia while you had it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've only seen the montage, like the training montage clips. Uh huh. Those seem like they're really awesome. You know, like yeah. when All he cracks those up. raw eggs into a cup and he like, you know, oh yeah, drinks yeah. the raw eggs and he runs up those steps and goes like raises both arms. And, that's a yeah, classic. I don't know. That's I, a I classic like, scene. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those movies, though, that's like archetypal. You know, like you can sort of get the story. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess what the story's about, and you tell me if I'm right. Okay. It's like which, which one? The first one, like the very first one. I guess like all of them, right? Or aren't they all about like? I mean, this guy there's is a boxer, and then like he comes across this guy he can't beat, and then like he goes through some like emotional turmoil. And then trains really hard and then beats him. Like, I feel like there's definitely a level of continuity to it though, because I uh, Rocky one and Rocky two are about mm -hmm. are fighting the same person. So it's Rocky oh, versus Apollo Creed. And in the first film, huh. Rocky loses. And in the second oh, film, and it Rocky ends on the wins. loss. Yeah, it ends on the loss. Whereas the oh, second no film, way. Rocky wins. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm sorry if okay. I'm uh, I'm sorry that I'm spoiling this for you. I, I'm no, no, like, I, I didn't I didn't give you any like warning beforehand. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. And like Rocky three, if you're, if you're listening to this and you didn't know, we're sorry. Yeah, and Rocky three, like not disclosing who wins or who loses, but like Rocky fights uh -huh. Mr. T. Uh huh. Like you know Mr. T, right? Like the the Mohawk Mohawk guy that was in uh, -huh. uh the A team, like the '80s A team. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he fights him, and then Rocky Four isn't about like him coming across someone he can't beat, but like uh -huh. Rocky Four was is more like uh, an ideological fight as a microcosm of the Cold War, because it was oh, no it was way. like Ameri American uh -huh. fighter Rocky against a uh, Russian fighter. It was like oh, Ivan crap. Drago. Yeah, so it was like uh -huh. it was definitely it was definitely like. In my opinion, it was a very ham-fisted attempt at like uh, <laughs> at trying to represent yeah. the Cold War and shoehorning that in, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like sh sort of shoehorning the idea is like, oh, we should all be united and like uh, uh, there shouldn't uh -huh. be any war and that kind of thing. At least that's what that's how I recall. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah. I do I do see I do see that the sort of like archetypal nature of of like these sort of films, this sort of like underdog story. Because, because Rocky starts yeah. off as like a no name boxer and who uh-huh. who fights the best boxer in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and this sort of underdog tale of being able to persevere and go through these like unimaginable challenges and yet somehow right. like is able to to just uh go the distance. Uh that's like well the tracks on like the soundtrack for, for Rocky, but like to to go the distance with yeah. the 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 strongest opponent ever, like in the world. This sort of like David and Goliath story. I feel yeah. that resound that definitely resounds with people a lot because yeah. I feel that no matter like where where we are and like what status we have, when we look at when we look at like uh, our certain goals or mm-hmm. certain competition that we have uh, within our circles or like in our in our jobs or in in school or whatever, there is this sort of underdog mentality and this having a chip on your shoulder that. Mm-hmm that definitely carries us through with certain things, with certain challenges in life. Yeah. Yeah. Why do people like the uh, underdog story so much? Yeah. I I think I read something about this, which is like, like, you know, like the core thing about like stories across cultures, like something that unites stories across all cultures is this like, you know, underdog story you know like someone who shouldn't make it working really hard and you know breaking through right like i I think like some research has been done on this and it's it's something that's you know that perseveres and it's something that you know you see it isn't it stories from all cultures isn't it just basically the american dream though yeah because because it's 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 about it's about this idea that i can come from nothing to something you know, and being uh-huh. able to build myself yeah. up from having, yeah, and it's this aspirational tale for yeah. for the ninety nine percent to to make it yeah. out. You know, uh huh, true, yeah, yeah. It provides hope, right? It's a it's a very powerful, yeah. Hope is definitely a very powerful and, tool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose that's why people love you know these stories about like great athletes you know like working really hard persevering and like reaching the top of of whatever field they're in right i think i think we had a chat about this yesterday as well yeah Um, yeah i mean you know you you talked about kobe yesterday right and yeah um, yeah you know the ability for him to just you know work really hard and like focus on just like that that like sort of manic energy you know that they want to direct to themselves to make themselves better i think like that is just and like you know the ability for them to actually do that you know and come from like nothing to becoming you know great that's just something that like i think everyone grieves towards you know or or looks towards for inspiration yeah 100 yeah yeah because like um uh, like you said, like with Kobe and like all these different athletes, it's yeah. being able to 
do something that not many people can. And that is to Mm -hmm. be so self-aware and so like self-knowledgeable that they can, uh, that they can like channel, channel their energy in all the, all the right places and like Mm -hmm. to develop themselves into that best version of themselves. I do feel like that people, people don't often, aren't often like privileged or like blessed enough to be able to sort of see that through most of the time and like be able to uh-huh. be able to sort of identify what they want and like who they're meant yeah. to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is sort of the uh, nature nurture argument a little, but like, you know, does, do you think everyone has the capability to, to be able to push themselves in that way? It, it, like to that same extent. And cause you know, that, that ability to push yourself, you know, that in itself is something that like people vary greatly in, you know, like, is there a way you yeah. can train that or like make yourself better at improving yourself? Like as a general quality? I definitely feel like it's a, there's a nurture element to it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I definitely feel like it's def- more nurture than nature because mm-hmm. like you said, well, uh, there's, there's a lot of people love like, say like athletes or like uh, entrepreneurs or whatever that have made it from absolutely nothing and like uh, abject poverty and becoming, becoming like multimillionaires and uh, becoming one of the greats in their respective sports or like Mm -hmm. in their respective industries. And I think that Mm -hmm. the nature argument is kind of out the window because you can have, you can have people that come from any, like many different backgrounds and achieve the same result. Whereas the nurture, I feel like the nurture argument probably holds a little more credence to it because mm-hmm. um, you have to, as long as people are able to, um, I wouldn't say like, uh, because, of, because I, I was about to say that like, as long as people are able to push through that they can do it. But that's mm-hmm. like, that's sort of like over, over, oversimplifying the, oversimplifying the concept because like, yeah. That, yeah. Because that's like saying, that's like saying, Oh, as long as you, as long as you complete the test, then you've completed the test sort of thing. It's like, uh-huh. it's, like it's like, I didn't say anything, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. And I feel like a, a core part of it is, you know, habits, right. In terms of how you deal with that adversity. Um, I feel like people tend to have dispositions towards how they would react given a certain like stressor or Mm -hmm. obstacle, but you know, through a, through a habit of like how you deal with those obstacles, you can actually improve, you know, how you deal with problems in general. Right. And I, I feel like, you know, mentality has a big part to do like mentality is a big part of it as well, you know, in terms of, you know, how you view issues. Um, I think I took a psychology class a a while ago and, you know, if your mentality is to like, think about, you know, a huge goal very far away, right. It's very easy for you to like lose track of yourself and like lose motivation because, you know, when people think of like, you know, huge tasks, 
like the brain just goes into like full caveman mode and they're like oh crap like i can't do it this is too dangerous i'm not used to it too much change right right you know and but people were like more you, were more like gravitated towards uh instant gratification and like short yeah exactly but goals. yeah so like you know across a lot of these things i've read and heard like it's very important to split things up into like little steps you know baby steps yeah like bracket it into small small actions that you can do every day um in order to like you know get yourself into a habit so that you can become like better and you can, can become great because like no one becomes like cristiano ronaldo in one day right yeah and and i think like i think i think that's the core that's the core thing that a lot of people forget as well um that like rome wasn't built in a day you know to <laughs> to mix my uh my idioms a little yeah that uh, you have to put in those like small investments in order to to get to get to where you want to be yeah that's definitely yeah. true i do feel that like another element of that is uh to celebrate these sort of like small like checkpoints along the way because uh, yeah. I, I do find a lot of times that uh, no matter what we're doing it's we set these smaller goals that mm -hmm. are uh and that are a small part of a much bigger goal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, because uh, so, uh, like even if we just have like a bunch of small goals now without any like clear objective, clear like larger yeah. objective, eventually we'll come up with something because we'll, we'll so, the vision will sort of see itself out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I do feel that a lot of times that people like sort of beat up on themselves about like. Of not being able to reach this like small checkpoint and not look back on uh -huh. all the successes that that were before them, that were before this yeah. particular failure. And I do feel that yeah. it's very important. That's also people, true. And very important for people to acknowledge like how far they've come, and yeah. how far and and that everything everything after, despite say like the initial failure, is uh -huh. possible, and that is definitely something that they can achieve and it's a very real possibility of being able to achieve that like the yeah. next the next checkpoint in the, this uh -huh. in this larger like pursuit yeah true because you know when you've seen how far you've come from where you started you know it, it's sort of it's, it's sort of evidence for yourself you know that you can go further and that you have you know, gone through that process of improving yourself. Right? Yeah. And yeah, that, that is a, uh, that is so important. I think, you know, when, when you're trying to motivate yourself and like moving forwards. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I really think it, it, it is, you know, a series of habits that, that sort of form, right. Cause you know, once you get used to this mentality of like, I, I don't know, I, like what I think about, you know, my experiences, I think about, you know, you know, working out, like we work out together a lot, right? And mm -hmm. like, you know, working up towards, you know, your first pull up, right? And then your first five pull ups, right? Yeah. Like, that's always a gradual process, you know, and like, you keep working at it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just becomes super easy, and you can do it. You know, and like, I, I just think about, you know, have developing that like mindset of like okay i'm just gonna you know invest a little bit of my time every day and move towards a certain goal 
And I think about taking that mentality and applying it to other things, right? Like, like once you get used to that idea, you can easily move it on to like, you know, academics, for example, where like my mentality becomes, you know, I'm gonna, I know if, if a new concept is hard, for example, in math, right? I'm gonna do like, I don't know, 20 practice problems a day. Yeah. And, you know, like that, that sort of like way of approaching problems is something you can sort of copy and paste, right? And I feel like that is, that is why like, it, it's very important for people to develop that sort of habit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it could be like something really minute, right? Like, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how people, you know, get better at very like mundane things, right? Like you get really good at brushing your teeth, you know, or like riding a bike if you ride your bike to work. Yeah. You know, like, cause you just do it every day and you don't really think about it. And if you can like consciously apply that to other things, like I think, wow, like these people are gonna be really, really incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I like relating yeah. to like what you just said. Like what made kind of made me think about it was like yeah. uh, you know it was like people don't usually rem- say like the first time that you tried to ride a bike. Yeah, like there was definitely a lot of failures before like that led up to that. Yeah, but like what stopped you from quitting? But it was probably yeah, the fact true. that it was probably the fact that it was like other people knew how to ride a bike, and that and that it was like you don't really want to be left out or like you want to be able yeah. to go out and ride a bike for fun, you know. Uh-huh. I do feel like in terms of uh, pursuing pursuing goals, that yeah, we don't usually have that same mentality, and that it's kind of like do it or bust sort of thing sort of mentality yeah uh-huh. and uh, i feel like for me like i've i've been looking i've been looking at uh certain like goals that i've set uh get so, uh, yeah, goals that i've set with that sort of same eye so say like for me with running and like i've i've I literally like just started running like this month mm-hmm. like just in the month of august and yeah it's it's like uh wanting to be able to reach like an X number of miles in, in a single run. But then, but then, but then it's like to think back the, to know that I used to not be able to do that and to think that other people can do like much more than that to say, like, Mm -hmm. sort of thinking like, why not me? Yeah. That, that, that sort of mentality and that is like, I know, I know I, I have to do it because uh-huh. if I don't do it, then like, who am I? You know, it's sort of, it's sort of, it's, yeah. no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say that, but like, yeah, it's but more, I feel you need that. Design it's more of a testament, a it's more of a testament of yeah. your identity and like your, your strength sort of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I like I, I think the core thing like you know I want to touch on like from what you said is is that idea of like you know really wanting it as well, right? Because like if you don't have that mentality that like this is something that I need or like this is something I really, really want to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to get yourself motivated in the first place. Um because like 
you know, if, if riding a, if like none of the other kids know how to ride bikes, right? Like, and like riding bikes isn't that fun. Like why bother, you know? So like nobody's going to learn to ride a ride bike. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you need, you need that sort of burning desire to start as well. But yeah. To, to do something before. I think that's also like a big driving force behind, behind a lot of these things. You know, and demand, but I also dude. think the running thing's interesting, you know, like, like uh, I'm sure because I used to run quite a bit as well, but you know, sometimes you'll hit, you know, half of your like target distance yeah, and your like throat will be like burning and your lungs feel like you're going to burst and you know, you just want to give up. And then all of a sudden, like you start thinking like, you know, what really gets me through those events, you know, is, is this idea that I've done it before, you know, and I know I can do it. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. You know, it's, it, like in that moment, it might be the hardest thing in the world, but you know, I think that thought that your body can do this and this is something you are capable of. is like so powerful and like driving mm-hmm. you forward. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I think I've also talked to you about this in the sense that, you know, sometimes what you're used to can be a sort of, I don't know, like limit on what you can achieve almost. So like, you know, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, when I used to run here in Hong Kong, um, I would do like three laps around like the building complex that we live in. Yeah. Um, And like, that was what I was used to, you know? And so I, I sort of trained my body in a way that it was like, by like the third lap, I would just be like, okay, I'm done. You just automatically you know? like, like shut down. Yeah, exactly. And my body, yeah. like, it's so strange, you know, like, because like when your mentality is like, okay, I'm done, your body follows your brain, right? And it's like, okay, you know, like time to cool down. And then like all of a sudden, you know, like, that that sort of like tightness in your belly that you sort of felt, you know, like lap two and a half sort of seems more obvious. And like you give yourself all these reasons to stop, you know, and you sort of just never, like, I, I never thought I could go past that, you know, and I attempted a few times, but I sort of just gave up. But when I went to the US, I sort of changed the environment. And, you know, there's a sort of river next to Harvard called Charles, and it's really beautiful to run around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just went running one day without really thinking about how much I was going to run. Um, and I didn't have that sort of restriction, which was like, I've done this before, right? As you're not do doing like rounds. X number of laps anymore. Yeah, you're just exactly. Like, you're just, I just going. Exactly. I just ran, you know, and like, I ended up doing like, you know, double the distance of what I usually did, you mm-hmm. know, like having like not much practice at all. And I was just like, whoa, like, holy crap. Like, I've been running so little in the past, you know? Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden, because, like, I got rid of, like, what I was used to, you know, and I changed the environment I was in, I was able to sort of, like, get to the next level, you know? So right. I feel like a lot of these barriers are sort of, like, they're really, like, in your head, you know? They really get in the way. Uh, like, your habits sometimes get in the way of you getting better. and. I think it's just very, it's, it's very important for you to, to sometimes also have the self-awareness to be like, all right, some of my habits are good, but like, are they actually like stopping me from achieving what I should achieve? Right. Right. You know, 
There's yeah. a, it comes back to this quote that like I've, I've like always like referred back to. It's like always being ready mm-hmm. to sacrifice everything that you are in order to be something better and like in order to become greater. Because like a lot of times, yeah. a lot of times I feel like we get, we get good at certain things and like we have good habits. And like, like you said, it's like, are the, are they crutches and the things that are limiting, holding us back from mm-hmm. becoming better than we are. And yeah, I do feel like that there's definitely a spot where we have to once again, become very self-aware and self-reflective mm-hmm. on, uh, like what we do and like how we spend our time and like how we look at things and uh, sort of reevaluate the true value in the certain habits that we have. So say like, Mm -hmm. so say like uh, with like certain habits, like, um, okay, this might, this might be like, I actually, I can't come up with a kind of come up with one, like off the top of my head that that is like, that's a good habit that like, yeah i I have a good one if you don't mind yeah Um, go for it go for it go for it it, i mean it's not exactly a habit but it's this idea that i think you're you you hit right on the nail oh like it's it's something you hit on the head you know like i think you're completely right that you you have you sometimes have to reinvent yourself you know before you can achieve a next level of greatness you know like a set of skills or a set of habits might be good for a certain context right but perhaps that context is what's stopping you from right, right. you know like you're, you're attaching your skills to the wrong context and that's what's stopping you you know and like yeah. you need to like change your skills to fit you know the sort of context that you want to be in i think i think there's a you know dressing for the job that you want right not not the one that you have yeah it's again right? like it's about, sort of like being aspirational towards the thing that you that you want to eventually achieve Exactly. And, you know, I think about, you know, I watch a lot of soccer and I talk about <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo a lot. But, you know, he started out, he was a great player, right? He was like, he was a winger. So he would like run up and down the, the wings. Like he was very like skillful, you know, he would do like a lot of like really nice tricks, you know, but and he was really good, right? But I think he had this sort of like prescience to realize that you know, his sort of speed and his sort of technical ability and his agility was going to fade, right? And that, you know, purely performing, you know, and like doing those nice tricks and like, though it might be really good on the eye, it doesn't really win you games, right? It doesn't give you the, like, it doesn't help you score goals right, and like right. immediately get you the stats that make you great. So he, like, he, like, I, I think he's the greatest player in like soccer history. But like what he did was, he actively reinvented himself, you know, like he bulked up firstly. Um, so like he was more like durable. Yeah. He, you know, spent a lot of time working on his like core and his legs um, and his jumping ability. So he could beat other players to the ball and like score a lot of headers. Right. He like actively worked on his shooting um, mm-hmm. and like making himself more efficient. Right. So he would, so like if you watch how he plays now, right, compared to, like, when he was, like, 20, he takes a lot fewer touches on the ball, right? He runs a lot less, but he's just an absolute goal machine, you know, like... He just becomes, you know, he like, score with his right, increases the efficiency, like, yeah. Exactly. He can score with his head. Like, 
I've seen this picture where he was literally like a meter off the ground, you know, like yeah. maybe not, but yeah. like, like his vertical jump is insane. You know, he was like his whole torso with power above like all the other defenders. Yeah, but he's also like, like what, 6'3", I think? He's like, he's also, he's, he's pretty tall though. He's not, he's not that tall. I mean, he's tall for a soccer player, but he's not like tall, tall, I think. Uh, you could probably look this up. Yeah, let me look but, it up real quick. You know, you sort of get what I mean. Uh, like, I, I think this is a good example, right? Which is, you know, he could have been just a good player, right? And not be remembered, right? And just like, you know, dominate football for a little while, be known as that guy with the really nice tricks and the really nice skills, right? But then he decided to reinvent himself, right? And get out of his comfort zone. And now he's just not a, he's not just one of the good wingers, right? He's one of the greatest soccer players of all time, right? Yeah. And I think, I think there's there's something like really interesting about that in a sense that you know you only really find yourself. I, I know this sounds like a platitude, right? But like you only you only really find yourself and challenge yourself when you step out of that, you know, that set of habits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so I guess this is really like it's a it's a huge contrast to. Um, it, it's really two parts, right? It's about like forming those habits to make yourself better but also realizing when you need to change those habits up to make yourself hit even higher. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's 100% true. It's like, yeah. Because, uh, because at the end of the day, it's like, as the saying goes, like not to rest on your morals, you know? It's, yeah. It's like always in pursuit of greater things. Like even when you've sort of like achieved like the, you've hit the peak of success. Yeah. So like even, even like, even like Jeff Bezos say like richest man in the uh-huh. world, like probably <laughs> yeah, richest man in the world. $200 billion. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like exactly. That. It's like, you're, you're on top of the world. Like you, you probably, uh, you, have you heard those stats? It's like, Oh, if you like spend like X number of dollars every day from like 5,000 BC, you'd still, Jeff Bezos would still have more money than you today. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. But it's it's like he's on top of the world already, you know? It's like you you can't really yeah. get in terms of like monetary value and like financial success, you can't really get much higher than yeah. he is because he's def- he's setting the he's defining the the peak. He's he's he is the success so so to speak. Yeah. So like but yeah. but you're, he's still like pushing the envelope and like trying to uh like keep maintaining and like pushing Amazon and like in the, into like even greater success than it already has. So it's just, that's where the greats come in, right? Like mm -hmm. whether it be like a businessman or like a chef or, you know, a sports person, like the greatest people are, are always the people who are, as you say, like pushing the envelope. Right. I don't think like Jeff Bezos like I don't, I don't, I don't really know him. So like, I don't know if this is. Oh, if you, if you, if you like really like, knew him, then like you wouldn't be here probably. <laughs> sure. But you know, I get the feeling that he doesn't really care about the money. You know, like it's, it's not about the money for him. You know, like yeah. it, it's more about where he can take the company, right? And I think, I think that's a, that's a really good point. And like, there's this other quote I've heard before. And, you know, like, obviously the person who said it is probably a bit of a douche. (laughs) 
Um, but there's some insight in here, which is like, yeah, it's like, it, like, it's not about the money. The money's just there to keep score. Right. Uh, <laughs> and okay. I think like it's that's, sort of relevant that. here. Yeah. It's sort of relevant here in the sense that like, it's just, I think for someone like Jeff Bezos, like, you know, the amount of money he's made, is just a testament to how he continually sort of develops the company, right. Yeah. Sort of pushes himself to make the company better. Uh, yeah. rather than like an end in itself you know yeah um yeah yeah that's why it's like um i i feel like in terms of the big takeaway from this from this discussion would uh-huh. probably be that yeah like to sort of figure like to figure yourself out and to know yourself and to understand understand what sort of direction you want to take your life in and yeah work towards that you know and because yeah because i feel like sure if people do things for success i wouldn't say for i wouldn't i wouldn't say people should work work towards gaining success because i feel like success is a byproduct of of doing of doing something of doing something that you're passionate about yeah and i that, agree and that it's like success is no matter what form it comes in it'll be the form it, it will be the form that you are most satisfied with yeah at, at the end if you if you like yeah. truly like work hard at it and like of course like not everybody is going to be like that cinderella story where you just mm-hmm. or like you ultimately like become like the world's biggest like multi uh, multi multi-billionaire trillionaire whatever or yeah like the greatest of all time in whatever field you're in but mm-hmm. what uh That's i know true. that i know that like whatever you do like as long as long as you serve like go forward with it and like continually like reflect and uh, sort of update your update your goals and like update your habits i feel like mm-hmm you'll you'll be happiest with your own success yeah for sure it's this is like a a really old idea right but you know seeing success as a as a process rather than a than an end yeah you know like i think i think that's a i think that's a that's a very good way of putting it you know like and you know you, you read a lot of these things where like a lot of people like hit the lottery or something and like suddenly they're, they're really rich. Right. But they're not really happy. Right. Because they're not in that process of continually you know, driving forward and seeing what more they can do. Yeah. Right? At that um, point, you, I feel like you're just more content and like more sane, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, but exactly. You're, you're not like, truly happy or more it's more like yeah you're in in a certain state you're not you're not like experiencing anything yeah 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 this is a not gonna lie i feel like we're this kind of um like uh i feel like we've been kind of pandering a little bit (laughs) as sort of because i I feel like a lot a lot of talk about um a lot of talk about like goals and like 
yeah uh motivation and like distraction and like time time efficiency that sort of thing is definitely yeah something that's very finicky and a very individual yeah very individual like issue that's true yeah i mean everyone's you know on their own journey right yeah trying to figure it out 100 yeah yeah but you know this this sort of reminds you of um aristotle <laughs> Fun fact. Okay. All right. All right. Um, he has a yeah. seminal work called Nicomachean Ethics, um, and in it, he says like the best. Okay, I'm gonna make a hash of explaining this, but he says like you know human flourishing to to be a flourishing human being, mm-hmm. you know, is to work constantly towards a set of virtues, right, and to constantly try to become a better version of yourself. Right. Whether, whether that means like being more just or being more courageous, right. Really always pushing the limits and trying to become uh, a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a sort of gist that, that he's sort of getting at. And, and I think like, you know, although he is one of the first to like put that on paper, I think that that is really like a transcendental sort of piece of like wisdom that I think like, you know, everyone should sort of walk or walk away with, you know, it's, it's something that like, I like to think back to as well. When, when I, when, when I think about, you know, what's my next step, you know, or like how I should continue conducting myself. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I feel like he does a really good job in, in summarizing that. Yeah. Although yeah. I do sort of agree with you, we, we sort of are pandering a little, and you know, I want to caveat all of this. Like, it, it, these aren't all just platitudes. I think, like, yeah, you know, there there is some sort of like, I think there's, there is an element actual, of truth. Like, wisdom. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely an element of truth in it because I feel like a lot of times, like people listen to a lot of this and like they say like they're gonna go out and do it and then they don't, you know, or like yeah. at least at least they like they try it for like five minutes and then kind of drop it and go go about their day and like yeah. that's uh, that's okay because uh to some extent that's okay like yeah but as with as with most things i feel like you truly have to experience it and truly have to learn about it in order to have a proper informed judgment about it yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is a very insightful conversation i think uh Thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, no actually, problem. Yeah. I didn't expect it to go here, but I think yeah, that, neither, uh, neither did I. Like honestly, I feel like, like before 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 we started recording, we were talking about like oh, like talking about uh, <laughs> how like different <laughs> athletes. Uh, what uh, I think it was talking about like Messi and like the entire like yeah his contract issues. Actually, like uh, like uh, let's let's spend like a couple minutes like talking about that. You know, uh, like what. What are your thoughts on the whole like contract claims thing? Because uh, right now he he's saying uh-huh. that there's it's a it's what he's saying is that he wants to he want he has the his opt out clause that doesn't require him to pay like the few million euro fine to Barca, uh-huh. and then yeah. Barca Barca's like oh but because of COVID you passed the deadline so yeah we can technically fine you now. Yeah, because like it's it's a lot to do with like the contract itself, right? But yeah, not the issue of him actually leaving. Like, yeah, that's, that's I also feel that. like 
Yeah, I don't know. This might be a controversial opinion, but I feel like, you know, it's kind of, if if I was like a huge Barca or like SC fan, like I would be a bit disappointed in terms of, you know, the way he's leaving, you know? Yeah. And you can sort of say it's, it's, it's because of like the Barcelona board and everything. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's like, Barca's down right now, and you as like one of the greatest who've ever played the game, you know, like you sort of jumping turning your ship. back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's not a very good look, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like it's fair for him to want to leave, but I don't know if like yeah, I, I don't know if for the sort of like greatest players in the world, or like the, the most talismanic players in the world would do that. You yeah. know, and there's the yeah. like what a couple of years ago with the whole like tax evasion thing. Was it was that him or was it was that Neymar? I don't remember. Or was that someone uh, else? I think it was him as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's a that's oh wait, a, never mind. That was Ronaldo. A different issue. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I'm Ronaldo, not sure. Where. Ronaldo did tax fraud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like all these like superstars, they probably all. They all oh yeah, that's player, that's fair. Yeah. Oh wait, so yeah. did Messi. So did Messi. Yeah, yeah, like for everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, like if you look at Ronaldo, you know, like he left Real Madrid after winning, peak, sort of. You know exactly. Yeah. But here is Messi leaving after like I don't know. It's just a bad look, you know. Like I res- like I think he's a great player and everything, and like I respect him a lot, but. Yeah. I mean, like he's achieved more than I probably ever will, but at the same time, it's it's kind of disappointing. Like you, you I feel yeah, like especially know, especially like, in the manner of it's which hard to judge. in the manner of yeah. which like this has developed, because uh, yeah. like uh, like I was thinking about like Kevin Durant, but then but then like Kevin Durant, like even though he kind of left on like a losing note, it's sort of. Uh, the way that he's like carried himself and like, and like announcing saying like going to the warriors and saying, and like yeah. in a very like formal manner and sort of like carrying himself in the, in the more uh, like well-mannered way, I presume. Like I, I'd say, because yeah. like, I feel like with the messy situation, it's a very, uh, yeah, like it just, it just, it I don't just know. like, I, it just feels scandalous. Know. Yeah, Kevin Durant's a similar situation, right? Like, I, I know you, you you admire him a lot, but, you know, at the time, he got a lot of hate as well, right? Like, he probably still gets a lot of hate from, from OKC fans, specifically. Yeah. You know, for, for just you know, turning his back on his team, you know? Like, yeah, that's fair. They very nearly beat the Warriors, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's just not a it's just not a very good look, I think. Um Seeing people just give up, I guess. Uh, yeah, no one wants to see that. And yeah, the messy situation is just a. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think like I don't know. I just I just feel like messy is like. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's even worse for Messi right now because because uh because they lost on such a terrible note. You know, like, mm-hmm. 
the literally it's like lose a two wants to leave. It's it's kind of like it kind of like just like bullied him and like took his lunch money and now he's sad. He wants to leave. It's like it, yeah. it, it just it just like doesn't like you said. It's not a good look. It it gives off a very yeah. like because whereas I feel like uh like with the with the Kevin Durant situation, it's like I was yeah. so close. And so close to winning, and like I barely uh-huh. lost, and I decided to leave, which arguably is not is an even worse look. Like you know, uh, I don't, I don't. yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100 sure on that, but uh-huh. it, it yeah. just feels it just feels kind of childish, you know. And uh-huh. Messi, I feel like with Messi, like there's his uh, news about him, like if it like yeah. with does give off that vibe that it's like. It doesn't. There's there's a lack of maturity involved. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that that's also true. You know, given like his position as club captain. You know. Yeah, there's definitely a lack supposed of supposed to be and like level of like yeah. This there's no there's no there's not because of why why firmly believe in in terms of like athletes is like there's there's like this air of like greatness about them. You know, it's like there's yeah, there's like the, it, they're literally like built different, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like with Messi, yeah. I don't really, I don't really feel that at all. Like, yeah, exactly. Because you know, for the great players, you want to, you know, you want to feel that aura, right, of their of their greatness. You know, yeah. like they're supposed to make other people like they're supposed to like they cheer elevate. everything on. Yeah, like they, yeah, like cheer everyone on, like elevate the people around them, they push them to perform better. Yeah. You know, but I feel like from my perspective, you know, in a lot of like crucial moments, like Messi doesn't really display that sort of leadership. You know, he sort of like, like comes up short, like a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, like, not, on, on camera, you see like, you know, the, the, they'll concede a goal or something in like a final. And then like the camera will pan to Messi. And he's not like, getting everyone going, you know, like, come on, we got to score another goal and like, you know, get back at them. Like more often than not, he's like sort of frowning with his hands on his hips, you know, just like, it's, he just seems like disappointed with everything. Yeah. It sort of looks like, Oh, why am I playing with these scrubs? Sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's not the, that's not what you want to see, you know, from like, you know, a lot of people call him the greatest of all time. And like, I think technically he is the best player who's ever played the game. But I think to be great, you need that sort of like leadership and that energy about you. Yeah. And, you know, that, that spirit, you know, that you're a leader of other athletes and other people, uh-huh. right? And you're going to bring them forward and you're going to make other people better and achieve things that people didn't expect you to, right? And I don't think yeah. that's, that's the case with Messi. And you yeah. also hear about all these other things, right? Like, you know, Messi, you know, like being upset because the Barcelona board didn't buy Neymar and went out and bought like Griezmann, you know, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like Griezmann's a great player, you know, like he's not, he's not some like random kid on the streets of Barcelona that you're picking up, you know, like he's a, yeah. he's a World Cup winning like superstar. Yeah, and he was just like, "Nope, he's he's not the guy I want." Well, I mean that, that gonna... there's there's a certain level of like, <laughs> I feel like there's also the leverage that comes with being a star player that 
yeah definitely helps with that he is like yeah save with like i feel like uh, in terms of like trading and that sort of thing i think of lebron james you know is like getting people mm-hmm. traded is like it's like oh uh I don't like, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't like you. It's like, I, I'm going to get you traded, that sort of thing, which kind of gives him the nickname, like, the GM. Because, like, yeah, even, as a, exactly. even as a player, it's like he influences these decisions yeah. a lot. I feel like that comes with the status of being that sort of, like, technically great and, like, and being the star player. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that that's that's also why LeBron gets a lot of hate, right? Like. Well, I feel like a lot the, of people everybody who, that's great gets a lot of hate. Yeah, but like you don't get that in the same way that like maybe Kobe got hate, right? Like he got hated for different things, right? Oh, like, that's fair. I feel like I feel like Kobe got hated, but respected, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. Like no one could really accuse Kobe of like trying to build a super team, right? Although I guess he sort of did in his like. Uh, not in particular, I'd say. I I feel like that's more of a, a Phil Jackson kind of thing, and also like yeah, and also I feel I feel like in the time that it was formed, it wasn't necessarily like popularized or relatively known yeah. that it, or addressed as a super team because it was very clearly yeah. led by Kobe. Whereas, say like yeah, you look at the Warriors, you have Steph Curry, KD. Yeah, and you, and you can't really tell who's really the top player, you know. Because yeah. like, sure, you had a dynamic duo, but then you had like two other players who were also all stars. So it's like it's not really a duo either. It's more like it's literally a super team, and I guess like that's where the term comes from, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that yeah, I, I think yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's like I, I it's like, like like you said. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you sorry, go for it. You go, go for it. You go for it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so. Like yeah, I, I I agree with you in, in the sense like after like clarifying that uh-huh. it's like uh in terms of like messy is like being like behaving in such a way like definitely like warrants people to not consider him as a great as like as like more of the greatest of all time. Because like it's definitely like your yeah. behavior on and off the court that affects affects that yeah yeah i think like the the core thing is there's a fine line between being the best Uh and like being the greatest you know like i think greatness connotes more than just your ability in your in your like certain field or certain sport right yeah it sort of relates more to your character yeah and yeah, just your your moral fiber almost, right? And, right, and how you carry yeah. yourself, sort of. Yeah, your personality, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys, like you know, Pelé, Maradona, Zidane. Well, I mean, Zidane's like yeah, it's like Mr. Headbutt, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Headbutt in the pool. You know, cup, but like, you know. you know, aside from that, like he was just like that phenomenal player. Like if you watch, like. You know, clips of him now standing on the sidelines. You just see like the <laughs> effect he had. <laughs> no, just the effect he had like on all the other players. You know, like, yeah, he was like technically incredible, and he just, I guess, apart from that, like one incident, he was just his energy was just so infectious. You know, and even now as a manager, right? He's yeah. won like three Champions Leagues, 
with Real Madrid already. Mm-hmm. You know, and he came back this year, salvaged their season, and helped them win La Liga. You know, yeah, that's true. Just, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's 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 what the greatness thing is about, I think. And yeah, I don't think Messi. Like he's great for sure, but I, I wouldn't say he's the greatest. No. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, I think that like this is a good time to wrap things up. Uh, this is yeah. definitely a very like insightful conversation. And, yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun actually. Yeah, like uh, glad we like finally got to sit down and, like talk about like yeah. uh, about all this and like goal setting, like time time management, and, like. Yeah. pursuing goals thank you for having me andy this is a this is really fun actually yeah no problem yeah. uh yeah uh-huh. uh, anyways if you guys enjoyed it like uh i'll leave a like like uh give it a good rating on spotify or wherever you're listening uh follow uh rootedinlife.pod on instagram uh and i guess with that being said uh, i'll see you guys next week uh hope you guys enjoyed and peace peace